Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Do I Have Your Attention podcast. My name is Avery Boyd, and this is a show all about interviewing your city's public servants, leaders, business owners, and executives to see how they make the decisions and why they make the decisions that drive your city. Check it out and let me know what you think. Thank you. Everybody, welcome back to another great episode of Do I Have Your Attention? For this ninth episode, I had the great pleasure of talking with Mr. Jordan Trask. He is an entrepreneur out here in the Valley. He focuses on uh, corporate development, um, more so on the beginning side of business. Uh, he calls this and packages it as pre-focused, but I'll let him dive in more detail as to what he does. Uh, he's a really smart dude. We had a really great conversation, and uh, it was a pleasure talking to him. So I hope you guys enjoy, and let me know what you think. Good morning, Jordan. How you doing? Good morning, Avery. I appreciate you coming down here, man. I'm doing great. Thank you. Thank you. Do you mind introducing yourself and kind of letting the people know what you do? My name is Jordan Trask. I own Prefocus Solutions out here on the west side. And really what I help uh, businesses do or personal brands or corporations is straighten out their branding so they can iron out their marketing, making sure that they're focusing on opportunity before they're really trying to scale and sustain. So that's, that's really what I'm focused on as in a nutshell. And um, I think every business needs it. Okay. Marketing has changed over time. Um, what what do you kind of see the major changes that have happened in um, the past 20, 30 years, and where do you see that going in well, th- the next 30? Yeah, I think marketing, um, I don't think it's changed a lot because it's all about messaging. It's all about reaching people, but there's there's more of it now yeah. and more avenues and more channels. So um, it's, it's becoming more of an attention grab now. I think, you know, how how can I get people's attention versus how can I explain my value? How can I hammer down a, a message that will resonate. So the biggest difference is really just the opportunities and the channels and the avenues and being able to understand what fits you best instead of maybe trying to cast a wide net. Mm-hmm. And that can really drown people, you know, whereas before you might have, you know, your your small town, um, you know, where you have a, a bulletin board with, with all this stuff on it. And now you have Facebook, you have ads, you have billboards, you have airports, you have digital signs everywhere Um, you have text messages phone calls I mean everything so really understanding the market is key Um, and then understanding your audience is even even more key because now you have competition so okay you mentioned something there and we kind of talked about it before but it's about genuine Mm -hmm. um, genuine content right Mm -hmm. what would be some of the downfalls you see people as you talk to them uh, fall into when they're um, tackling this marketing in terms of creating genuine content and what happens if you don't? Yeah, genuine, it's about that connection. So, you know, it's you want to create a good first impression. Okay. That's the hardest thing to do um, because a lot of businesses, they want to go straight for the sale. You know, let's focus on the need. And genuinity, I don't even know if that's really a word, it allows you to know, the, the customer to know that, you know, you're serious, you're competent, and you care. Um, and I think you said, why is it important? 
Yeah, and kind of the downfalls people you've seen people face when they aren't genuine in their marketing. Yeah, Gen- I mean, I guess you know, genuine can be defined in a whole bunch of different ways. I think people are like, I genuinely want to sell you this, <laughs> or I genuinely believe in myself, and it really comes down to. Do I have a genuine solution for this type of customer? Um, and I think where they can they can get stuck or maybe stumble or even fall into a pit, like you say, is by um, kind of chasing that acceptance or taking shortcuts. So my big thing is quality content. And I was on a podcast a couple of months ago, and they asked, you know, how do I define it in just like a one-liner? And I watched the podcast, and I went like 20 minutes. And I'm like, man, I got to short this <laughs> So I'm like, with Avery today, i got to be able to define this. And really, quality content is not rushed, right? Okay. It's not rushed. It's you take your time to understand really what you're speaking, what you're communicating, and then most importantly, who you're communicating to. And it doesn't get much more genuine than that when you take the time um, instead of just try to, I guess, take a quantitative or, a, or a, yeah, a quantitative approach over a qualitative one, if that makes sense. And uh, you're really getting that relationship building, right? So before you mentioned small towns, I was the only mom and pop shop. Everybody knew me. They came to my house. We saw each other on church, right? So that relationship was built in and outside of the business. Now it's more distant. So you have to build the relationship um, over time. And you can't just build it just from the simple fact that I'm in the same town. So what are some of the key things that you've seen? help people build that relationship with their customers? I know you mentioned first impression. Yeah, first impression. I mean, you think about it too. Is first impression not necessarily with that customer. It's with uh, the referral, um, the recommendation. So you have to understand that the experience, once it's experienced, that person has to be able to carry that out. So marketing, um, you know, a lot of time should be focused on those experiences and how you not retarget but maximize those customers that you already have. How do you tell their stories? How do you get authentic reviews that are genuine? Mm-hmm. How do you have them tell their story from their perspective? Because you could have a restaurant, right? And you could have uh, you know, a black guy from New York City yeah. and then a, a white guy, country boy from Iowa City, um, you know, and them telling their story about that experience is going to be completely different mm-hmm. um, based on the culture, based on where they come from. And most importantly, somebody else can relate to that. So that's, you know, that's one of the easiest ways I see that people can get the word out there. Um, obviously, you know, marketing tactics are big. Uh, you know, where you target certain people, say you're expanding your business or your brand or you're, you're going into new markets. Um, but it really just comes down to consistency, man. I think a lot of people, they want to rush a business model, especially people like me. I do marketing. I can do a lot of, a lot of different things, yeah. right? And I can, I can make a lot of money right now. But right now, my passion, my purpose, my pre-focus is that element on the front. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if, if I continue to chase this and chase that, then the legitimacy and the genuinity of what I do is, is not ever going to be seen. So it may take time. Yeah. It's going to take time. But that consistency, that constancy is what gets you gets you over the hump. Okay. Um, we, we mentioned a little bit before we started recording about opportunity. Uh, where have you seen the biggest opportunity or some of the kind of missed opportunities in Phoenix and Surprise in the Valley as a whole? Yeah, I think, um, well, I guess... We'll stay in Surprise in West Phoenix because there's a lot of small business. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm listening to the effect of his executive right now, and actually on the way here. And he gave the perfect example. I think a lot of people 
um, are trying to venture outside their their personal competence. And as a business owner, you can't really blame them. Yeah. But you know, when you have a city like Phoenix that's really growing and new businesses are popping up all over the place, people want to wear a lot of hats. They want to hire their nephew or their niece or cousin to do their marketing or social media <clears throat> or video or whatever it is. Yeah. And if you're if you're hiring people that aren't aren't in their element themselves, like isn't their strength, then it hinders your business. So I see that all the time. I talk to people, well I have a marketer or so and so does my marketing or uh, my front desk gal does the marketing for me, I'm good. And it's like, you know, I understand you have different um, deliverables or checklist items that you think you need to do. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, is that investment, that time that you're spending, that time that person's spending, is it worthwhile? Is it, is it their, their strength? And if it's not, that's a huge opportunity. And it's not about me coming in and even saying, hey, let me do it for you. It's me educating you and saying, hey, let's sit down for two or three hours Let's sit down with your employee. Let's talk about opportunity. Let's talk about tactics. Let's talk about where your audience is. Let's talk about your message. Let's talk about, um, you know, how much, what your budget even is uh-huh. uh, and how you utilize that best. Because it could be a publication. You could, your biggest opportunity could be a publication in a golf, at a golf outing, yeah. right? And $2,000, you could get a $10,000 return versus spending 2000 over three months with, on social media and nobody sees you. See, yeah. So... Sometimes it's just about having that those conversations where I'm living in my competence, you know, and that's that's where I thrive. Um, not necessarily web development or social media marketing. It's about uh, I call it like a brand understanding. Okay. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, to that point, what has been some of the s- skills you deployed to create this level of focus? Right. So your your big a lot of Georgians' big thing is pre focus. Um, that's actually how I found him on Instagram. Um, but as you said, because opportunity is so wide, a lot of people are finding themselves trying to do everything and losing out on the thing that they started off doing, right? Mm-hmm. Or losing customers because they don't feel like they have that experience. So um, what are some of the key things that keep you able to focus on that one thing instead of saying, okay, I'm going to be a photographer, I'm going to be a videographer, <laughs> I'm going to go? Yeah, um... I think a lot of it, it really, you know, starts, uh, it really starts with um, vulnerability, you know, being, you know, being accountable to yourself. I think you have to initially be able to look in the mirror and say, hey, like, am I really awesome at this? Am I really passionate about this? You know, I, I love to write, for example, but do I, I have five kids at home and I work from home a lot, so... Does it make sense for me to sit down and try to write 1,800 words or a whole ad strategy um, with a bunch of, you know, little heathens running around in my house <laughs> screaming in the background? It's nearly impossible, right? I have this office here that we're at right now. But, you know, right now in this time of my life, I think my, my, my element, like I said, um, uh, my contribution, that's the word I've been trying to think, think of this whole time, is going to be being able to look at a business from the outside in. And it goes back to that consistency. I have to be honest with myself. Man, I can make probably, you know, $10,000 this month, hustling and hustling and hustling and grinding things out and working until three in the morning. Uh-huh. I've done it. Um, or I can really sit here and sit down with businesses and prove my worth and talk about things um, and be consistent with that and understand that, hey, I can do all these other things, but there's other people that do it better. There's other people that could sit in the train station and write a book. Uh-huh. I can't. Um, and un- unless I sit down and say, okay, Jordan, you know, what are you really good at? Or sit down, I have a couple mastermind groups, you know, a couple uh, Bible studies I do where guys can say, hey, you know, 
this is what we see from the outside looking in, Jordan. And that's what I need in order to be able to tell businesses the same thing. Yeah. Otherwise, they're just going to be like, you're just a marketing guy. And they're not going to value my input. Okay, that's you. Okay. Um, we, since we've, I usually ask this later on, but since we've been touching on it, what are some of the kind of the misconceptions or pitfalls people have when they're dealing with you in terms of their business and um, how you can help or support them? When you say, like, pitfalls, you mean, like, maybe they, they don't know? Yeah, things that they don't know <clears throat> or things that they assume you do that you might not do. Okay, yeah, I think a lot of people, <laughs> really in my, I worked with a lot of startups, and then I went right into corporation for, like, business development, try to understand, you know, how to build the brand and stuff, and a lot of people just referred to me as, like, the social media guy. I used okay. to hate it. <laughs> um, because, you know, I can do it, right? Yeah. Or I can do some posts here. So, you know, for me, it's just, really to answer your question, is just to stop, stop doing that stuff. Stop offering that stuff and yeah. be more, hey... Um, it's hard. It's it's about changing behaviors. So I got to be able to say, hey, no, I'll, I'll book a meeting with me. Uh, here's my calendar, or you know, if you have a question, we have to set a session. Or this is what I charge. Yeah. And it's hard to do because initially you wanna you wanna help people. You know, you wanna be able to prove your worth and be able to say, hey, I'm good at X Y Z. Um, you know, I can I can really do this better for you, and I'm willing to work, and willing to do it. And now it's like hey, you know, I want to make a business out of this, so i got to be serious about it, and i got to be able to explain it to people in more more one-liners instead of, hey, let's sit down. You know, you could be doing your social media better. You could do your SEO on your website better. You're, you don't have a SSL tag on your site uh-huh. and all these things. But in reality, that's I'm giving away free information. So I want to be able to sit down and say, hey, we have this pre-focus, this package where we could put it together. And we could work on this together. Yeah. In the meantime, you know, if you want to talk to my web development team, they could schedule a call with you as well. So that's hard to do um, because a lot of people, they don't know what they don't know. So everybody is a social media person to them. Yeah. And you have to understand their mindset too, that they don't necessarily need to know everything I, I need to, that I can do for them. They just need to know exactly what I do. Um, and I guess it's really that simple. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. And so in terms of um, kind of leading those conversations back um, where somebody's like, hey, I want to do this, 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 and this. I want you to do that. I want you to post. I want you to do videos. I want you to do all that. And then you kind of lead them back to, hey, no, these are the services we provide. This is how it's structured. Um, how you get? How do you lead those conversations and getting the companies to understand Hey, I understand that you're interested in this, but this might not be good for your brand. Hmm. This would be a better... That's Yeah, I see example. what you're asking me now. I think uh, it comes down to building relationships. So okay. now it comes down to, um, you know, that accountability I was telling you about. So being able to sit down and say, hey, what can I really do? Now let's find people to plug those holes or fill a gap. So I feel like uh, really over the last two or three years, I've, I spent a lot of time building those relationships and getting trust from other professionals whether it's photographers, uh, videographers, uh, SEO teams, uh, web developers, app developers. Um, even I even have three writers that I pay. Um, and some I'm trying to work on hiring some people to help me do PPC because it's something I've done in the past too. Mm-hmm. And social media. All, I just had a, two meetings this past week for a social media guy, you know, understanding algorithms and stuff. So when you have those relationships, you're able to say, hey, listen, pre-focus is the bigger picture. I want to help you before you're doing anything. But if you don't see the value in this, I totally understand. I'm not going to hard sell you. I'm mm-hmm. not going to persuade you. I'll be here when you realize that, you know, you're just spinning your wheels. 
But in the meantime, I recommend you use XYZ or this company over here to accomplish what you're doing. Um, and at the end of the day, if you want me to work with them for an hour to help you put together a strategy, you know, it would be $99 extra. And we'll really make sure that they understand what they're doing. So I think there's ways of complementing the value, um, but you have to be able to say no and give the people, um, you know, what give the people the business that they do the best, right? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, in terms of the future, um, as you said, Phoenix, the Valley is a young city um, and it's growing substantially. Um, <clears throat> what do you see the benefits or kind of the opportunities for the people in the future? For companies, marketing, even if it's just small businesses, anything? I think I love Phoenix, man. <clears throat> and I come from a pretty awesome city in Indianapolis. Um, and I think the biggest opportunity is, is culture. I mean, you have all kinds of different types of people from different walks of life. Tourism, uh, you know, is huge here, whether you have the Waste Management Open, the Final Four is here sometimes, uh, mm -hmm. National Championship, the Super Bowl is just here. You have Camelback Mountain, where people get, you know, have weddings here and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, it's vast. And not, it's I think the opportunity just is, you know, who's your ideal audience? You know, they're all here, right? So who do you want to, to like, focus in on, pre-focus in on? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, they're going to drive your business. Their experiences, their, the way they uh, recommend you and refer you and talk about you uh -huh. will speak volumes to other opportunities. But unless you're taking care of your ideal customers, you know, if, if your ideal customer is a 5'10 rancher with 10 horses, you know, I guess the 5'10 doesn't really need to be added yeah. in there. But, you know, a small, <laughs> small, you know, yeah. maybe guy with a little man syndrome <laughs> no with a bunch of horses, you know, then target him, speak to him, let him tell other people, um, you know, because that's how marketing works. Uh, once you have the loyalty from that target audience, you know, then you're able to sustain and scale. Um, otherwise, you know, there's always, there's plenty of opportunity in West Phoenix, I know like Fountain Hills, Anthem, I mean, all those new cities where, a lot of corporations come in and they, they try to take over or, you know, monopolize the market. But people, at the end of the day, people love emotional connections. Mm -hmm. And they love having a place they can go into that they feel welcomed, not just another number. So the more and more, I'd encourage people, launch your dreams, you know, focus on your business. You know, what do you think, um, you know, your contribution could be if you're sitting mm -hmm. nine to five and you hate your job answering phones what are you really good at? Like, take a stab at it. Do it because there's always opportunity, especially in markets like this that are just growing, you know. Okay. To that point, I'm interested in kind of getting your perspective on how the economics of work has changed, right? So we went from uh, farms, right, to factories, to desk <laughs> corporation. Um, now it's more of kind of like the gig economy. Entrepreneurship is popular, and entrepreneurship has its cycle, right? Um, Where it becomes popular, and then a crash happens, and people <laughs> lose their money, and it becomes unpopular. Um, what do you see that uh, kind of pattern taking effect, and then do you see um, it being a situation where we'll have more and more um, people starting businesses? Um, or going back to like a corporate structure where it's um, just those the few that survived stand, the Googles, the Facebook, the <laughs> Amazon stand, and that's it. Yeah, it's hard. I think we're really in a, uh, what's it called, purgatory right now with with technology. There's like this, this uh, like 
obsession with convenience, mm-hmm. but there's also this understanding of a lack of connection or yeah. a lack of personal connection. And I think there's a lot of people, especially young people, Generation Z, they miss that. They want to buy brands that they believe in or that they feel. And I think as far as the work culture goes, I think um, in entrepreneurship, I think a lot of people are starting to disrespect or disregard um, corp- corporate America. And I think that's dangerous because at the end of the day, you know, that hurts our economy. Yeah. Um, and and on top of that, you have a lot of young people that they're easily motivated. So it's like you can be whatever you want to be. You can do this if you want to do this. Sometimes somebody needs to just say, no, you can't. You should not be singing. <laughs> <laughs> you should not be writing music. You yeah. should not be a rapper. Yeah. You know, you should not be doing crafts and selling them on Etsy, you, no one's going to buy that. Like somebody needs to step in and, and find out like where, where is their element? You know, where, that's where personal development, I think there's a, you know, I have daughters that are teenagers and I think there's a huge disconnect there, but the generation right after them, I think they're going to see that the opportunities lie. This is America. Yeah. Like the people, the kids, teenagers now, they don't realize how amazing America is. I mean, we're talking socialist communism stuff. That's scary. Because they don't really understand the opportunities that they really have in front of them if they want to go take them. Yeah. But it starts with personal development. It starts with accountability. You know, where where is my contribution? Where where is my element? How do I live in my element? How do I develop that strength? How do I find people like I'm doing now to cover my weaknesses but also complement my strength? And that's hard to do because it takes humility. Yeah. Um, and I think there's no humility in the workplace right now. And until people are able to say, hey, listen, this is the company, the driving force that pays my bills, and I need to respect that because just 10 years ago, we know the market wasn't bare. We yeah. didn't find work. Yeah. And these kids are really uh, pri- not privileged, but they just have a different outlook right now, and I think that will change very soon. And once that does, people understand that work ethic does drive the bus. Yeah. You know, it does. Yeah. You still have to... You still have to do the work. Yeah. Um, I definitely understand that. You said two things I kind of wanted to do follow questions on, but we'll start with personal development since you said that. Um, a lot of a lot of my personal heroes, and I've done I do it myself. I call it my man in the mirror moments where I take a hard look at myself. Um, but it gets down to knowing yourself, right? And that ability to know yourself allows you to navigate quicker. As your whole point has been, because you can. Say no, that's not for me. No, that's not for me, and then get to the top. Um, I want you to do two things for me. Can you explain in more detail, kind of the value of that, and how do you get to a point where you kind of have a good sense of who you are? Um, one, and then two, uh, where that might play out in the future in terms of um, the two generations you just mentioned. I think uh, future, future wise. Um just to start there, if you don't mind, yep. I think there's going to start being apps or some sort of convenient method that allows people to navigate that. Okay. Allows people to understand, okay, where what is my element? What can I really do? You know, and I think it starts even with small things like, am I a public speaker? Can I be a public speaker? Or am I like an introvert? Should I be in an office in a dark hole somewhere, not really interacting with anybody? So I think <laughs> you have to understand those elements, and then why am I like that? Is it because something in the past? You gotta be able to. You gotta be able to figure out stuff in the past. Yeah. So stuff. I think mental health and stuff like that is needs to take a surge in the future. And I think people, and mental health sounds bad, but I think people are depressed and suicidal and stuff right now for no reason at all. Yeah. And they just need a little encouragement, and they need people to be able to help them find 
you know, their journey. Um, and it was the f- other part of the question. Uh, Personal what is, development. Yeah, what are some of the key things you've seen help people get to that point where they understand themselves? And not not to seem like a creep, because I did smile really big when he said mental health, but, like, therapy is, like, my thing. Yeah. I'll talk to people, I'm like, you just need therapy, right? And not, and I'm trying to find a way, I feel like somebody who finds a way to deploy that on a big scale and kill the stigma of it will be a billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> Overnight. It's um, about but, asking the right questions. Yeah. Really, because people you yeah. you can talk at people all you want. Hey, this is what you need to figure out. This is what you need to do. But until they're like, oh snap, yeah, oh I see what he's saying. Until you're able to like, um, get them to understand. It's all about understanding. Mm-hmm. When you have understanding, um, you know that's what breeds wisdom. You know, at the end of the day, that gives you discernment. It allows you to make the right choices. As far as personal development, I think it just where it starts is, it's this is what I want to do. This is who I want to be like, yeah. or this is who I am, right? That's at the end of the day. If you can't, if you can't differentiate the two, like I want to be, like my big thing is I don't watch Gary Vee because I, him and I have a lot of similar things that we say. Yeah. And I don't want to copy him, but I don't want to be Gary Vee. I've always had a passion for this pre-focused thing. His is just in a different way, Vayner Media. Yeah. If I duplicate what he does, if I say the same things he does, do the same content strategy as his, people will see that I'm just the same. I need to be able to differentiate what is Jordan Trask, like what is what is my identity, mm-hmm. and what am I good at, um, instead of what do I want to do. You know, a lot of kids, I want to be a, a pro baseball player yeah. or a pro football player or I want to sing at the opera. But if you can't do it, at some point during your journey, you have to be able to say, I can't, or you have to be able to respect somebody enough yeah. that they can tell you that you can't. If you don't have either, then personal development is going to be awful That's hard. Or even I'm not, right? Because to your point, for the football player, right, you waking up at 5 o'clock, <laughs> you running, <laughs> you eating the right stuff. <laughs> you're you just not gifted. This, like, <laughs> there's that. <laughs> there's that. Um, That's where, tr- like, that. work ethic can be trumped. Yeah. Because right? you can work, I could work really hard at being a public speaker, but I may just not, not ever have it. Yeah. But, you know, that's where it comes. You have to have, be able to have vulnerability, humility, too. Um, so it's a lot of things. Personal development, you could buy all the books. You could watch all the podcasts. You could do all the videos and put off this persona. But until you really dive into who you are, who am I? You know, what's my experiences? What am I? I'll give him a plug. Noah, right? He's a musician here locally. And he's trying to transition his music to typical rap stuff to more uh, insightful um, you know, being able to get you to think and and use your past, you know, because he's a mm-hmm. a young black, he's a mixed guy, but he grew up in Iowa. So he's had a lot of different experiences the way he's been treated and stuff that that build him to where he is today and, and make him feel like he has to be this in reality. How does he leverage those experiences? How does he understand who he is as a person, where he comes from? And then also, uh, you know, what are his strengths that he can now apply, whether it's for music, which I think he's extremely talented, um, or something else that he could use music to position. And that's the, that's what I love about everything that I do is because I feel like I can be that um, that outside influence. And I want people to trust me and respect the input that I have because I'm going to work really hard to understand your business and who you are yeah. because nothing else really matters, you know. Okay, that makes sense. Second line of question was around technology, how it's changing. Um, there's definitely pros and cons <laughs> to it. Um, what two-parter? What do you think the pros and cons are to it? And then, how do you think people who want to succeed will effectively use kind of the technology that's now and the future technology like AI and so on? Yeah, um, 
it's a mess right now, man. I think um, I think the pros is well, I could do this. Like I'm live right now. Yeah. I can, you know, you can record this, travel, record it, publish it, you know, do whatever you want. The, the simplicity of it. Mm-hmm. Um, YouTube, uh, Instagram, you know, being able to share content. Uh, now that just comes back to, you know, is your is your message effective? Is what you're doing effective? So that's why it's important to have that development before you do it, the pre-focus before you do it. But at the same time, you know, volume never hurt anybody. It, yeah. it could you could can you could do things over and over for a long period of time and not see the results. But it's not going to necessarily hurt you, you know, unless you're saying stuff that's that's really bad. But, um, you know, the cons is going to be just that, where people feel like, you know, my opinion matters when they may not necessarily know what they're talking about. So it, it creates a convoluted market yeah. of assumptions, and I get bucketed based on what other people have said and then delivered on, um, over-promised and under-delivered on. And so... Um, that creates a lot of a lot, so many experiences now that people don't really know how to discern or navigate marketing or other other things. Mm-hmm. It could be retail stuff, you know, or online purchases. You know, you have one bad experience on eBay. Now all of a sudden, you think every seller on eBay is a scam artist. Scam. Yeah. So that's the dangers of technology. So I think the education and people need to understand bias and allow to give everybody a chance. Um, you know. Because just because I'm a white man doesn't mean I'm the same white man that you met down in Alabama that rubbed you the wrong way. So yeah. it's it's about it's just gonna take time. Now I think um, another another uh, you know con is gonna be the automation aspect of it. The in, uh, it's not personal anymore, and I think what what I'm really studying now is you know we find so many ways to communicate. Um, Branding, marketing, sales, those are all separate. So if you have one, one, um, one value proposition, right? Say you're offering a hiking boot. Mm-hmm. So you're, you only use your product for hiking in most cases. It could be style, but that's your value proposition. Yeah. It's going to be different for your advertising, short sale, marketing. It's more of awareness, intrigue, build, building, um, like nurturing, and then sales is closing. So... Um, that message, communicating that message in itself is really hard. People want to do it the same way for everything, and you can't. It's a different phase of yeah. the customer cycle. So now we're doing throwing automation into the. It's a big wrinkle where now how do you uncommunicate stuff that's been misinterpreted, right? Yeah. So somebody <laughs> can have a first impression, and they can have an idea or concept of who you are or what you stand for. You, I could be a great guy, but if I send somebody automated messages on LinkedIn, I'm like, then this dude's a douchebag. Because most people believe that, you know, I will re- reiterate <laughs> the automation messages, especially on LinkedIn. People will delete you right away because it's in, not personal. Now you have to uncommunicate that. So that's a huge disadvantage. Sure, there's ways to do it right from duplication. So I do a video like this. I break it down. Uh, what do you call it? Transcribe it. Write a blog. Break that blog down into social media posts. Schedule those out. Yeah. Maybe to have some automation, AI automation. Target certain users that are searching these things. Okay, now we have a strategy. Now we have a pre-focus. But when you're just you're throwing stuff out there, you're automating messages, you're automating content. You're you're it's very risky. And what it is eventually, no matter what you believe, what it, what I think is, it's eventually going to cost you because yeah. now you're having to re basically rebrand, uh, re re-engage and that that's difficult to do okay yeah 
And I don't, I don't know if that's ever been a problem, right? Because we've always had, as long as humans have existed, there's always been, like, uh, bad first impressions. The problem is, as you said, it's at scale, right? Yeah. So, um, instead of just one person in a grocery store who's mad at me because I wasn't really paying attention and I actually bumped him, mm-hmm. right? I bumped 10,000 people yeah. <laughs> right, today. Because um, everybody's the same that looks the same, right? Yep. Come on. And that's what automation will do, too, is it creates this subconscious in people. Uh-huh. So people assume now okay. that this guy's the same, and there's you can't. There's no way. Yeah. You know? So it's hard. So then what would be the kind of the, the benefit? Like, how would people properly use these tools as they... Um... I think it comes back down to quality. Like I've told you, I, I spent okay. a lot of time, you know, uh, really... Under, how do I ex- explain quality now? Quality marketing, quality content. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to do automation, you're going to use tools, you're going to use AI, you know, it takes time. Don't guess. Um, there are certain things that you can fail at mm-hmm. that it's okay, that you can own, and people can see, hey, this this guy's, you know, being vulnerable and, and growing. Mm-hmm. And then there's things where you screw yourself. And I think automation, a lot of these tools, um, that first impression, especially online, I mean, a lot of, I think, most businesses online, they have eight seconds. Yeah. And they either believe in the product or they don't. You know, once they go to review a secondary product or something, you most cases, 99% of the time, they're not going to come back. And in most, most cases, you know, like we said, to kick this podcast off, that experience, somebody asks us about it, they're like, eh, don't do them. They probably don't even know why. Yeah. But it's just... Not having that chance to interact with them is risky. And just with any business, building any business, the hardest thing for me, for example, is hiring people to do like customer service or um, client management maybe. Now it's like, man, are they going to know the same things that I could tell them? Are they going to treat my customers the same way? And that's risky. Um, But at least I have human error to be able to, uh, I don't want to say blame them, but (laughs) come in and say, hey, they're not really educated on this. You know, I'm sorry about that. and. They can apologize to as a person. But with technology, you know, that's pretty much stamped. And most people screenshot everything, save it, and it's forever that impression that they have. So, mm-hmm. Okay. It's a good thing. Don't let me give me one. <laughs> okay. But take your time to do it. All right. Um, switching gears, kind of focusing more on you and your business. What are some of the things you kind of focus on or do to keep yourself fresh? I know you... I mentioned you have a big family, right? You have the mastermind groups and the prayer circles. Uh, what what else do you kind of do to keep yourself fresh? And- uh, one thing, a commitment I made with my wife, probably, <clears throat> I want to say, really when I started gaining traction a little bit, making some good money, is I don't work on the weekends at all. I don't, okay. I don't turn my computer on. Um, unless, I mean, there's an emergency or something. I think maybe once or twice has happened. But I don't work on the weekends. I think you have to have that time. There's so many times where you think there's so much to do and you just got to do it, but you need that time. Um, mm-hmm. I think also, you know, meditation, um, you know, meditating on the day. Uh, you know, I pray a lot. My faith is huge to me. So us getting centered, you know, with God every day before I start just helps me understand, hey, this is this could happen. This curveball could happen. Um, this challenge may happen today. And, um, you know, what's really important you know uh-huh. what's what really matters at the end of the day to me and, and life's just life to me so um, staying centered there leading my family I think that gives me all the motivation I need to when I clock in or I sit down and work that you know I'm, I'm extremely happy where I'm at so okay and as you mentioned your um, 
your role is not a traditional role, so you mind kind of walking through what a day in the life, if I was to shadow you, if anybody was to shadow you, what they would kind of see, and then also what you would want them to walk away with. Like, what would be the key things you'd want them to um, take away from from the this, from this conversation? No, just from <clears throat> shadowing you, from following you. Oh, okay. You from, um, um, I think you know I'm 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 one person that I can turn it on. Like people ask, people always ask me, oh, "Why are you so serious?" and and you know you. How are you so goofy? Um, so I think that's probably one thing that you would notice from me. I'm able to turn it off and on pretty quick. When something, something comes in, I'm able to get the hell, you know, people under control and say, we need to take care of this. But for, like, routine-wise, I think the main thing is I'm big on breakfast. So not <laughs> one day will I miss breakfast, whether that's at 5 a.m. or yeah. 10 a.m., whenever, you know, I decide to finally roll out of bed. But I think main thing is, like, I love having that time to start off the day with my family. Sometimes, you know, especially with a, a newborn right now, it could be a rough night. So you have to not only center yourself with the faith, but you got to center yourself with the family um, and be able to make sure everybody's good because there could be some tension in the mornings. Um, and, you know, maybe make breakfast or something. And then, uh, you know, I think the main thing is is the to start the day is education. Um, you know, it's something that I didn't really mention before either to keep me centered is you always got to be learning. Um <clears throat> and you got to be able to take other people's perspective, you know, what what they see or, or having a better understanding of my customers, business, um, how, you know, scalability, stuff like that. Facebook, you know, Facebook, social media is always changing something. So you have to be able to take an hour or two a day to be able to just read a book. Um, I have a mastermind group. I meet bi-monthly. Um, but I would say every day is not the same. For me, I think those two things is important mm-hmm. um, to start the day off. Um, otherwise, there's days I could be gone all day in down, down in Tempe and Mesa, which tomorrow is going to be one of those days. And then there's days where Thursday where my daughter's playing at the Suns game at halftime of the Suns game. Yeah. So half my day is going to be downtown with her and my daughters. So it's um, I love my life right now. Like I said, I think um, it's fly by the seat of the pants type thing. I think it'd be really entertaining. A lot of people would be a lot really overwhelmed because um, it could one minute I could be changing diapers, another minute I could be going on a bike ride with my son, and the next I'm on a two back-to-back really serious sales calls. So um, <laughs> it's not really any structure <laughs> to my life right now. Maybe I should get a little bit more structure, but okay. I love it, man. No, it's fine. <laughs> if you love it, you're happy. That's yeah. all that matters. Um, but I was getting to the point of what you were saying, what you were kind of mentioning on, is that you um, are able to structure your life to where you do what's important, which creates that genuine yes. feel when somebody talks to you, right? Because mm-hmm. you're uh, kind of exuding the happiness of life versus a situation where you do something because you have to, and then now every time you talk to somebody, they get that feeling of, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just doing this because I have to do it. Right. And it's not sincere. Okay. Um, last question I ask everybody, what uh, what do you want the takeaway to be about your business, right? It's highlight hour, <laughs> kind of talk about what you stand for and what you want people. Yeah, I think the one thing I always tell people is that, you know, I'm going to be critical. Okay. And I think if you're not ready ready for that or if you have a big ego as a business owner, you know, it's just not going to be a good fit. And it's not because I like to be right. It's because I take a lot of time in making sure I understand your business. And I understand not just you, your business, but your market, your competition. So when we sit down, I'm not really a no-nonsense, you know, I am a no-nonsense guy. I don't want to sit here and, 
you know, I'll talk about the family and stuff, and that's important. But if you're paying me, yeah, um, we could talk about that stuff during the week. And during this time, we need to get to business. So I think a lot of people are caught off guard and maybe offended by that sometime, sometimes. But at the end of the day, I want people to be able to trust me and know that, hey, if I finally do come to this guy, I may, you know, be offended at his price. But I know he's going to work hard, and I know he knows his stuff. Um, you know, if you watch any of my videos, I take a lot of pride in the, the uh, I guess, the... Um, not vast, but the array, I guess, of topics that it, it takes to build a business. And understanding of, you know, every stepping stone is, it has a purpose. Yeah. And if we're skipping steps, we're taking shortcuts. I'm going to be critical with you and honest with you, not because, yeah, you know, I have an ego, but because I want you to be successful. And sometimes that's going to take, you know, you being able to get uh, a little vulnerable yourself and be able to, you know, have that person to go up and say, hey, I'm a business owner. And I should not be doing this. I should hire somebody else to do this. Or I should redo my website, pay somebody to redo my website. Or I need to stop spending 10K in ads and publications because it doesn't make sense. And at the end of the day, those, those paradigm shifts um, is what I want people to be um, prepared for. Because it's not easy, um, but neither is running a business. So you know, if, 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 if anything, I want people to understand that. That's what I'm about. Okay. All right, well, thank you, Jordan. I appreciate your time. Cool, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me, man. And so there it is. Uh, Another episode concluded. As usual, I am so grateful to anybody who tunes in and listens, people who reach out to me personally, people who reach out to me on the pages. Thank you, guys. It's so fun doing these podcasts. So as always, if anybody's interested in participating, please feel free to reach out. You can reach us at any of our social media pages at D-I-H-Y-A underscore talks on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Otherwise, thank you all again and have a great rest of the day.